Hello and welcome to the Trickle Up Politics Podcast. Welcome to our inaugural episode. I'm Levon Dunn and I'm joined with my friend Sean Soth. Say hello, Sean. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> Glad to be here. We're, uh, we're just two guys who like to talk about world issues, social sciences, history, and politics. And so we decided to do a podcast um, about all those, uh, since we talk about this stuff all the time anyway. So here we are ready to put our ideas out there um, in the world through discussion and sometimes debate. Let's <laughs> um, hope so. At times. <laughs> Um, hopefully we could uh, help you, the listener, gain an understanding of these issues or think of things you have not thought of before. For a healthy democracy stands on the pillar of free marketplace of ideas. Um, you may be wondering why the title Trickle Up Politics. Um, it's a play um, on the term trickle down economics. Um, and Sean, why don't we why don't I turn that one over to you? I think when we were looking for a name, we really were looking for a way to identify uh, our, our thoughts uh, around politics and the, the Reagan-esque concept of trickle-down economics has really impacted all of our political lives um, and, and perspectives. It's not just an economic theory anymore. Uh, it, it really is about resources and and how we allocate more than just the economic resources that we have, uh, but the socio um, resources that are out there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so trickle up politics uh, is really about how do we enhance uh, those at the bottom of the triangle, if you will, recognizing that when you give uh, someone who's poor a dollar, it's going to end up in Jeff Bezos' pocket at some point anyway. Uh, so let's start at the bottom. Uh, let the rich continue to be rich, but let that money cycle up through the system uh, in a way that enhances all of our lives. And, and I think as we start to talk about politics in general, we'll have that conversation as, as well. How do we focus on the people at the bottom, um, the people that are struggling the most, that are disenfranchised, and the more we empower them, enfranchise them, uh, the better we're going to be off as a society. And, and I think that's really what we want to talk about is how do we do that? How do we improve all of our lives? Very well put. And that's just the thing. A lot of these topics that we're, that we're talking about go directly right to, right to that issue, right to the heart of it. Um, like you're saying, you know, it, it, um, it moves throughout all our lives every single sort of um, uh, social aspect to economic aspect, it all kind of revolves around that. And, and like you say, you know, empowering, um, you know, the working class essentially, you know, or, you know, uh, disenfranchised class. Um, that's, it's just kind of our, kind of our focus here on when talking about these issues and how um, historically, um, how that's impacted impacted our world today and through those policies through the economic doctrine of the 1980s yeah and i you know i i really think that politics is about um the 
the process in which we allocate resources across um, our society. Mm -hmm. and, and that hasn't changed in, in any political system. That's always been what it is. And, um, you know, we're, we're in future episodes going to have conversations about Marxism and, mm -hmm. and socialism uh, and communism. And no, Marxism and communism are not necessarily the mm -hmm. same thing anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and so having those conversations um, about how, how do we allocate resources within a society uh, in, an, in a fair and equitable way and recognize um, that, that equitable when it comes to economics is not always going to be equal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's just the thing is, uh, and looking back at the lens of, of, these, of, of, these, uh, of these issues in the past as well, um, the struggles of the past, the uh, uh, workers' rights, women's rights, um, you know, civil rights, of course, um, looking at it in the lens of that as well and how that all kind of just directly um, impacts one another and and really what the uh, common struggle is now um, and how some of these issues are, are still the same just with a different face and <laughs> so many of these issues are the same with just a different face or name <laughs> exactly Absolutely. And, and i hope with the podcast with uh with what we talk about um, kind of brings that more to light and kind of helps people think about those issues. And like I said, as you the listener to, to think in depth about that, especially as we are entering a new sort of chapter in our democracy, <laughs> our republic. So, uh, you know, I think that speaks a lot to kind of what we want to talk about, Levon, but uh, I'm curious if you can tell uh, folks why they should listen to you uh, when it comes to these issues. So uh, yeah, so uh, a little little back and leave on done. <laughs> um, so like I said, you know, I'm not necessarily like the biggest expert when it comes to history or when it comes to really any of these <laughs> issues in a sense. I know here I am saying, you know, why, why they should why you should listen to me. But um, I, I am, I work in social, uh, the social science field, um, specializing in, um, substance use disorder or addiction treatment, behavioral health, that sort of thing. So these issues that we, that we're going to be talking about kind of reverberate throughout all, all what, what I do as, as a, uh, as somebody who works in that field. And, and, it, and so I see that kind of firsthand. And also I, I just love history, I'm a history buff. Um, I've studied, uh, you know, political science. Um, I, I just, that's just my thing. Um, and maybe you call me a, a you know, politics nerd or whatever, but that's just, that's just the reality there. Why don't you bring up uh, why you, uh, why people should listen to you, Sean? You know, like you, I, I'm not going to claim to be an expert anywhere. Uh, that's for sure. I, I have my whole life um, loved politics uh, from a sense of 
how it impacts people's lives. And, you know, I think we'll have a conversation later about politics versus government. And maybe I love government, not so much politics, but um, I went to, to college and got a bachelor's degree in uh, sociology with uh, a minor in ethnic studies uh, and really focused on uh, social movements as, as the, the core of um, my kind of specialty um, when I was uh, in college, really looking at how do social movements impact our society? Uh, how, do, how do they impact um, how we think, what we do, um, how we allocate resources? And through that process, you know, really looking at marginalized groups and the truth is that anytime our society has made uh, significant progress, it's always been through the action of underrepresented groups. Um, and, and finding a way uh, to band together with others. And, and that's just a, a passion of mine is to see that. I think grassroots movements um, are really one of the greatest things um, to just watch happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, that that is a love of mine. Uh, I like you uh, work in in behavioral health, uh, and I work in administration, which I think um, you know shifts the perspective some uh, in terms of uh, working in a field where we literally hold people's hands in our lives, uh, but at the same time we have to keep a business open and running. Mm -hmm. um, and so there, there's pressure there that I think is something that's important for us to have conversation around, which is um, the impact of the, the person versus the, the economy, right? There is conversations around kind of this idea of forest management, right? Looking at a whole group versus the individual. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are conversations that come up a lot in administration that, that sometimes uh, I, I see a real uh, connection to difficult issues that happen on a political front or in a government uh, sense. Uh, and, and really think that it's important that we, we talk through the nuance of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's really what I hope this conversation will lend itself to for us, uh, you and I together in this process, but also anyone that listens, the complex conversation, right? It's really simple. Black and white is simple and easy, right? You, you support Black Lives Matter or you support Blue Lives Matter, right? It's one or the other and there's no in between. And, um, you know, I, I think we have to have the complex right. conversation of what all these things mean, mm -hmm. um, instead of just thinking simply black and white is, is the answer. The Trump administration is a black and white, right? You're with us or you're against us mm -hmm. um, kind of mentality. And I, I think that we see our society going deeper into that hole. And I want to have conversations about how do we pull out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, our trench warfare, that is our political system or our political uh, uh, process right now, it seems um, that we are in those in those trenches. And, you know, when it when it's, you know, as we'll get to in a later uh, <laughs> subject, coming out of the trenches and 
and really, you know, seeing that gray area, like you're talking about that these, um, that these, uh, these issues aren't just one way or the other. It is, you know, they, they have history behind them and they have nuance, like you said, behind them. And I think it, it's a greater service to, to, to speak about that gray area or that no man's land. So, you know, to take that analogy. And, and so that, that, that's the thing is uh, I, that's what I hope for as well. As we take this journey or, you know, maiden voyage in this episode. <laughs> uh, but without further ado, uh, so it was great introductions that, uh, you know, that you gave there. And I hope that, um, I hope we uh, have captured the listener so far. <laughs> anyway, um, so the first uh, uh, kind of issue that we have here is a question. And a lot of these that we have, um, as far as episode titles goes, they are questions. Um, our first uh, question here is, what does it mean to be a patriot? Yeah, I think this is a, a great place for us to start because I, I think that this is, you know, really, when, when it comes down to what I want from, um, from conversation with others is really how, how do we improve the democracy in which we live? Mm -hmm. uh, how do we improve each other's lives? Um, and uh, to me, that's what patriotism is really about. Mm -hmm. um, but this is really one of those areas where I think there, there, there's so much depth for us to get into uh, mm -hmm. in terms of what does it really mean to be a patriot? Um, and I wanna throw in to this conversation, how is that being weaponized? Um, because I really believe that patriotism has all of a sudden become weaponized. Yes. And um, if if you're not in lockstep with whatever I believe, then you're not a patriot. And it doesn't matter what what side of the aisle you fall on. Um, if you don't believe what I'm saying, you're the problem because I'm the patriot. Uh, and uh, and that's that weaponization that I think is important that we talk about in this. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, I've heard that, that term, you know, not to sound too off subject, but um, the Bible isn't a weapon. Well, the you know constitution isn't a weapon. Yeah. And, and, and that's just the thing is it's these guiding principles um, that is our constitution. Um, Leave on so, done pulling out a, a mean girls quote. It is a mean girls quote. <laughs> You're the saved. one. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's from saved. <laughs> this is not a weapon as she holds up the Bible. Beautiful. Hey, you know, we, you got to draw some analogies here. Right? <laughs> we draw some uh, <laughs> relevance to pop culture, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it remains to be true, though, especially with with uh, patriotism. Um, oh, you don't believe in name and constitutional amendment, right? Uh, Second Amendment or First Amendment, whatever. Um, those are the kind of the two constitutional amendments that are kind of batter home every single uh, every single day. Um, and so it's it's like, oh, you don't believe X, Y, Z. Oh, yes, you must be the. Uh, you, you are the enemy. Um, you are against me um, if you don't believe in that. One constitutional amendment, when you know, the constitution is uh, 
much more than that. But well, any- and I really, I really like your religious comparison here because I think it is kind of that picking and choosing of what we want mm-hmm. from the Constitution as well, right? Um, and uh, you know, to to dig deeper into that conversation, there there really is this this idea for some folks that the Constitution needs to be treated literally. Mm-hmm. That that if if the words say it, then that's what it means. When there is no possible way, and this is that nuance or complexity that I think we have to have conversation around, is there is no way that the founders could have imagined what the internet was going to be like and what privacy laws needed to look like around the internet, right? Like there's nothing in the constitution that could possibly speak to that. (laughs) And so we, we have to get real about the fact that the constitution has to be a living, breathing document. That doesn't mean that I don't agree with the constitution. doesn't mean I'm not a patriot that loves this country. Mm for all of its faults. And that's the other side of this conversation. I don't want to go too deep at the moment, <laughs> getting but into- I mean, your, your conversation around religion is important to have uh, as a comparison because people do pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just like within any religious concept, right? There are different dem- denominations see the Bible differently. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think different political persuasions see the constitution differently Mm -hmm. and yep and different factions that exist in our in our wide uh uh, range of uh the political spectrum um and that's just the thing it kind of goes to that issue of you know uh, the constitution being living breathing document is definitely a subject of its own um but the whole patriotism question is what does that mean? And it goes beyond, of course, the American exceptionalism of waving flag, you know, on you know, on the Fourth of July and drinking beer, which is just fine, but <laughs> uh, pretty but, fun. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I think there is that deeper uh, connection, of course, to that question of um, that it that to wave the flag and 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 have a um, sense of pride and be drinking beer on on Fourth of July. I think that um, knowing those uh, who we are makes that even sweeter, right? It's just like when you support a team that's lost for ages, the the Mariners, right? (laughs) And finally win the World Series. Probably not in our lifetime. Anyway. um, Not likely. But it makes it that much sweeter. (laughs) Makes it that much sweeter when you have that history and understand it and, and you have it in context of what it means to you. And so that's that's just one of the kind of the things that I kind of thought about with this question is really just, you know, doing things for others in your community without having to be asked to do so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a beautiful way to look at it, right? As patriotism is really how do we give back um, mm-hmm. and how do we impact others? And that really should be at least in my mind, uh, a positive, how are we doing that in a positive way, right? How are Mm -hmm. we improving? You know, I think, I I thought this was a really important topic for us to start with because I also think it's one of those, as people listen to us talk, uh, there are gonna be times where, where at least I know that I'm gonna be blunt about the fact that 
our forefathers were a bunch of racist pricks <laughs> that mm-hmm. enslaved people, that stole indigenous people's land, who then, after stealing their land, carved their own fucking faces in the mountainsides of that land, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. land that they thought was um, a spiritual in nature, mm-hmm. right? And, and you carve your fucking face <laughs> in the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oh, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's important for people to hear us talk about patriotism uh, so that there's a, a realization that you may not like that I'm going to talk a little bit of schmack about our, our forefathers mm-hmm. because of those things. Mm-hmm. And you may want us to sweep that under the rug, but I actually am going to argue that you were the one not being patriotic mm. by not allowing us to have that conversation. Because how do we better ourselves mm-hmm. how, if we are not going to admit to the wrongs that happened on mm-hmm. this land? Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that I need to pack up and you know find some European country that's willing to take me because you know America needs to just be shut down because we're so evil right? That, that's not the argument. America is here to stay. Right. We have been and we should be a beacon of hope and democracy for the world. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of good in this country, mm-hmm. but if we continue to act as if ignoring those things that we did wrong mm-hmm. somehow make us better, then you are not a patriot in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You are creating the problem. Mm-hmm. You are the problem mm-hmm. because we have to have those conversations. I believe it's more patriotic for us to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? To recognize that George Washington lied his fucking face off, the man that never told a lie, that his teeth were wooden. They were made out of the teeth of his slaves, mm-hmm. right? And that he enslaved people for the most of his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, he grew marijuana. Hemp. Yeah, right. That was that was the primary crop he grew also. So let's let's have a conversation about the drug wars later. <laughs> Maybe not today, but later. We'll be touching on all this. Yes. I mean, it's interesting what this question brings out, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. So kind of ha- kind of have that um, kind of that common theme here of knowing the history knowing the history of, of what this country was built on, right? And, and yes, <laughs> it's bad. Some of it's really, really bad. But there is that, there is that good, though, that, that, has, that has happened over the years. Does it equal the bad? Does it, does it erase the bad? No, of course not. But it, it, it teaches us that we can be better. And, and that's the thing is maybe that's where the good happened. Is that we we thought this things can be better, that, you know, and we take the values of a democratic republic and apply it to something like civil rights, women's suffrage movement, workers' rights movement, you know, all those all those movements, because they understood the history, they understood what 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 happened in this country, and and that's what movements are built on, is understanding that the history that you're living. (laughs) Yeah. And bettering ourselves, right? At least for me, that that's really what history is about Mm -hmm. uh, is 
is recognizing our mistakes uh, and improving from them, recognizing our success and improving mm-hmm. on them. Um, it's always about improvement. And th- this idea of American exceptionalism, which we'll dig into later wow. as well, but the idea of American exceptionalism is that we're already there. We're already the fucking greatest. Mm-hmm. So well, what do we have to do now? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And a nation that is still witnessing the murder of black men on the street in broad daylight by a man wearing a badge with a smile on his face mm-hmm. has some room to improve, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we got a little bit to go. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's like we said, you know, it's the same, uh, it's the same, same story with a different face. Right. Um, and that's not to discourage or anything like that. Of course, it's just, it's like we were saying, you know, like you're saying, it's, it's, it's so important to, to see why that is right and why why it manifested this way and not the other way um and yeah i I think that that that's just the thing is um understanding the tenets of our of a free society right so you know just out of my own curiosity when when we're having this conversation um do you find this weird like dual thought process of you know me saying that our forefathers were were pricks and did a lot of really bad stuff and then i'm also saying america is great somehow Mm -hmm. i've now pissed off everyone in the world oh yeah or maybe not in the world but at least everyone (laughs) in the u.s right because the rest of the world will understand (laughs) (laughs) no no absolutely absolutely yeah you 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 know you can't that's the thing that's the gray area that we're talking about right there is is if you if you stray too far to the uh to the pale you know or in in that in in the in their mindsets then you are you're a visigoth you are unworthy of of our of being in our bubble how dare you you know and and it's a lot like that on a lot of issues the idea you know but it surrounds the idea of america and i'm, I'm glad you bring that up um because it's just so true that um on one side yeah we say we recognize the history you know the founding fathers they they were not so great people <laughs> and then by also saying um we are we are amazing we are great and and then you have the response of but what about this what about that what about this what about that yeah well i'm, I'm, I'm talking about that <laughs> you know and then to the other side well i'm talking about how america is great <laughs> but and that's just the thing is is uh the the greatest crime sometimes is to is to have a little bit of both <laughs> it seems and to stray yeah. out of that bubble it's that black and white thing again mm-hmm. right like either either you accept that america is the greatest and that you know we we've done everything right manifest destiny motherfuckers like <laughs> get out the way um yeah. or you're a racist prick that doesn't understand how evil America is. And, mm-hmm. um, and so 
you know, there's, there's no, there's no ability any longer to have really rational conversations. And I, I think that when it, when it comes to patriotism is what really scares me um, is this, this idea of just one party line mm. thought process. Mm -hmm. um, and that the extremes take up so much of the airtime, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of why when you asked me to do this conversation uh, as a, a podcast, I was like, you know, uh, I'm willing to do that because, because I'm not an extremist, right? Like I don't fall to, the, to any one side. I, I think some people are gonna see me as, as very far left. Mm -hmm. But if you talk to somebody on the far left, they're going to see me as at least a moderate, right? And oh, he's from Eastern Washington. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's from the the reddest red, right? And I, I just, I have a, a hard time with that, and I, I really do think the patriotism um, has has turned into this mm -hmm. uh, this weapon of um, of walk the party line mm -hmm. and, and we can't do that any longer mm -hmm. and I, I think what also scares me is that I, I see the left walking away from patriotism because of what they feel the right has turned it into right this uh, this flag waving you know flag hanging off the back of my jacked up truck with my NRA sticker on the back Right, we can we can write the the kind of stereotype that I think the far left sees, and I think they're walking away from the idea of patriotism because of that, and that scares me in the sense of what what then are you wanting? Right? Mm -hmm. Is it really a, an idea of, of burn the motherfucker down and we're going to build a new one? And if so. I, I'd love to have a conversation with somebody that's, that's saying, yes, burn the motherfucker down because what, what are we going to do mm -hmm. with the, the, the millions of people in this country, right? Tens of millions of people in this country. What are we going to do when we burn the motherfucker down? Right. 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 I get that the system's not perfect. I get that we got a lot of work to do, especially for marginalized people, especially for native people especially for people of color, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we have a lot of work to do, but is burning the motherfucker down really going to get us there any right. quicker right. than finding ways to work within the system and, and recognize the good that our system does offer? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the patriotism that, that I want people to come back to is there's good in the system, right? right. The system can work we just have to respect the system mm -hmm. people like trump come in and say fuck the system right we see what happens mm -hmm. we see how angry our our society gets yeah and and i argue that's because he's not patriotic he doesn't care mm -hmm. he's about trump right, right? Which, he's not about mm -hmm. america right he's flying a fucking trump flag mm -hmm. um and, and that's not patriotic to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, that's you hit the nail on the head with it with our institutions and and if we tear down our institutions, 
yes, they need to be improved upon. But if we tear the whole entire institution down, what the hell is built after that? If it's especially if it's taken down with hate on on either oh, amen. Yeah, in any sort of uh you know, in any sort of political ideology, what the hell is built after that? And that is honestly very terrifying <laughs> thing to think of. And well, and look at where where hate gets you, because I'm sorry, Trump is a master at manipulating people's hate uh, and creating hate within people. I, I, and I would argue that the increase in crime in this country, um, not just hate crime, but crime in general, uh, but specifically hate crime, is a direct reflection of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that is powerful stuff, man. Mm-hmm. It is powerful stuff. Mm-hmm incredible yeah and it's and it's and it's uh it's gone through all throughout time unfortunately it's you know it's the you know giving giving uh your um your life essentially your your brain your thoughts to one person and it's not you know it's not slowed down yeah but we all have this age old fight, right? And and this is it's just the thing is autocrats come and go. And we we do learn for, something from it. And that's just the thing is it does it count, right? In the end, does it count? Uh yeah. if we learned anything. And that's why I hope, you know, when I hear people say go back to normal, go back to normal, uh, that doesn't fly. That doesn't fly. No. Uh returning back to normal is what got us here in the first place and especially with this pandemic you know was a whole nother subject in its own but yeah um yeah yeah. so i think we we're we're working on the transition right here aren't we yeah we are first first transition first transition why um this one will be this the segment will be kind of quick, but um, I, I think what's really interesting about this about this uh, segment here is it's called a, it's on this day. So we kind of I don't know do some theme music on this day, you know. I don't know. <laughs> In the future, that has to be that has to be what we use for on this day. <laughs> some theme no, like music a- here on this day. <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh like in your time machine sort of you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, no I, a little <laughs> bill and ted's yes yes um there's the the christmas day ceasefire in world world war one um it is in 1914 on the western front um I, I can't tell you exactly where, but I know it was on the Western Front um, that uh, there's unofficial ceasefire between the German and uh, English soldiers. And I'm sure someone's going to fact check me on like, yes, it was this battle. What are you talking? No. Um, <laughs> um, that they, they literally laid down their weapons, went in the middle of no man's land and had a Christmas celebration. And why I bring that up is kind of just goes along with what we're talking about stepping outside of your trench, stepping outside of your bubble, and maybe you find something good and in something in common with somebody. But I mean, if you, if you 
hours later they went back to war but the fact is that they they defied their orders from the generals and called an unofficial ceasefire go in the middle of that of that battlefield and shake hands you know eat whatever (laughs) and it's true they said it was a myth for a long time but it it is a true story and it's quite a fascinating story and that's what my on this day subject is yeah i like that one it's uh it's pretty amazing what humans can do and i you know i think that throughout history whether we always agree with why people do things or not Mm -hmm. um, people will stand up for their belief Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think in america especially that is a patriotic Mm -hmm. uh, action right Mm -hmm. Uh, even if it is defying a general um for for a truce I, i i think that uh, that's something that America should stand proud about uh, is our individualism, mm-hmm. right? It creates problems for us. Mm-hmm. There, there ain't no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. American individualism uh, can be a really detrimental personality trait that we that we have as a nation. Mm-hmm. But we've done some pretty incredible things because people are willing to stand up and be an individual. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a story that speaks to that too. Yeah. I also think it speaks to the magic of Christmas, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> coming coming out of the Christmas season, having two young kids, and getting to see the magic of, of Christmas. Um, I am definitely not a religious person. I would call myself a, a secular Christian, um, and and I say that because you know I was I was raised Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I live in a predominantly Christian society. I celebrate most of the Christian holidays still, even though I haven't been to church for years. Um, you know, it, uh, I definitely would fall into that category as a, mm-hmm. a secular Christian. And I, I do just, uh, I, I love the Christmas time, uh, mm-hmm. aside from being a capitalist holiday, uh, has all sorts of amazing stories about people uh, really caring for one another. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Those are the things that come up for me in your this day. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, well, anyway, uh, why don't we uh, talk about what are, well, actually, do you have any final thoughts about our subjects today? Or did we? kind of wrap that up with our you know i i think my i'd like to put out there uh given this is our first podcast we're starting starting this off having a conversation around patriotism is um i i want to challenge anyone that chooses to listen to us have these conversations um to to change a perspective of patriotism from you know, uh, how many American flags do you have? How many fireworks do you light off on the 4th of July? Um, how often are you chanting USA? Mm-hmm. And, and really move it to what are you doing to improve your community? What mm-hmm. are you doing to improve our government mm-hmm. um, for everyone? And, mm-hmm. and how, how do you make those decisions? Right. Uh, 
Right. Because that's what patriotism is about, in my opinion, is us having the difficult conversation. It's really quality improvement, right? Everybody hates the quality improvement folks at work. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go through that process. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's exactly what we have to do to get better, right? We we have to audit our crap. Mm -hmm. We have to know what we're doing good. We have to know what we're doing bad um, to get better. And if we don't do that in an honest way, we are not being patriotic. That's exactly it. If we don't, like I said, you know, if we don't um, improve upon, like you're saying, if we, if, we, if we don't prove upon what we learn or from the experiences that we go, go through as an individual and as a nation, as a society, then the experiences that we're going through, we're all for naught. And that speaks to so many things in history of where we are today and where we can go if we recognize face the face the bullet so to speak and move forward brilliant well next episode we'll be talking about america's war on drugs or america's america's war on drugs yeah Yeah, i look I look forward to this conversation. I, I think people will get to kind of see um, us as close to experts as we're going to get uh, in this conversation, both mm-hmm. of us coming from uh, a background of working uh, in addiction treatment. Um, I, you know, I, I think that uh, this is probably going to be a multi-parter so people mm-hmm. can, can know that we're going to have a couple conversations about this, uh, really look at the history a little bit, um, how the, the war on drugs has really played out, uh, and then really look at just the, the recent impact of the drug war on our community. And um, in this conversation, really talk about how race is, is such a major player uh, in our laws and, and how, we, um, how we build systems um, mm-hmm. It just has been incredible, uh, in my opinion, to to see how this plays out. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that conversation. Oh yeah. Well, join us next time on uh, Trickle Up Politics. I'm Levon Dunn. I'm Sean South. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>